welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is the podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, crew, and welcome to episode 129 of the Most Book Coaching Podcast. Today, I am speaking to the wonderful, brilliant Philippa from Media Master Coach. She's the owner of Driven Media Group, um, which is a group of companies which cover coaching, content, communication, specializes in making the media work for you that she has been driven by and is passionate about working relentlessly globally in radio, print, TV, film, journalism, digital media and communications, management and teaching and hence crew why I wanted her to come on to the Most Sport Coaching Podcast. It has been a long time coming to finally get her onto the show. As you mentioned that she's been living in different continents, working with different categories and I'm very excited to bring today's episode to you. Of course, there's lots of um, takeaways, so I do hope you have a pen and paper. And very excitedly, Philippa has agreed to come and do a masterclass for everybody that is interested in getting started in media. It's going to be held on Tuesday, the 18th of October at 7 p.m. Daylight Saving Time. If you're interested, the link will be in today's show notes. Of course, head over to motivatetraining.com.au forward slash events and you will find it there. All right, crew, let's get started on today's show. Well, hello, Philippa. Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> it has. Thanks, Belinda. So good to chat with you today. Yes, this has been trying for months. I feel like even years to get us together to talk about Media Master Coaching and your crew to date. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what's your involvement with motorsports. Oh, it's it's long, isn't it? When you get to our age, you, you you try to summarize everything in a minute. It's too much. So I've been in motorsport and media for 24 years now. So when I left school, I really actually didn't know what I wanted to do until I um I walked into my first radio station back in 1998. And I actually thought, wow, this is a really easy way of getting out of study and going to uni. I could sit in a big comfy chair in a radio studio and play music and talk for a living. But I was such an introvert. I had no idea how to how to, to get a career off the ground. But it's funny when you make a decision about what you're interested in that the universe just brings you opportunities. And I actually started volunteering back then um, in Sydney's top radio stations, which was Today FM and Triple M. So I started with the Austereo Network, just volunteering on answering phones and doing competitions on weekends and doing all the, the hard yards of just getting your foot in the door, which was so important way back when to get opportunities. You know, now with social media, everyone can get opportunities by just DMing people on Instagram and Facebook. We had to do it the, the old way. We had no internet back then. It was just radio, TV and newspapers. So it was so old school. But I, I worked in um, in radio and became a radio DJ and I worked in production and audio engineering for about six, seven years. And it wasn't until I moved back to Sydney, having travelled around Australia, that I, I worked for Wynn Television's radio station out near the old Oran Park Raceway. And I'd always covered the supercars in, you know, sport and content when I was on air, but it really opened up doors for me to start building relationships with people within motorsport. Now, I've grown up watching, you know, the Bathurst 1000 on, on the old October long weekend, not the second weekend in October like it is now. So that's how, how far back I go from watching motorsport when I was a toddler. My family was a, uh, a Holden family, so I've still got my grandfather's HQ in the garage. So it was very much ingrained in my growing up, but I didn't realise I could have a, a career in motorsport until I started broadcasting about it on radio. And then as you get to know people, 
other opportunities came about. I did uh, um, magazines and and news. So I used to work for Auto Action and the old V8X magazine, which is now Supercars Extra magazine. And I did news for the the Big Pond website, which ran news for the Supercars Championship way back when. And so by getting experience in the industry from a journalistic and a news point of view, I got to a point where I really wanted to explore other opportunities and then television came about. So I'd done a little bit of TV reporting with the Aussie racing cars in the early days and then an associate producer position came about in 2009 and I started working for Supercars Television, which is Supercars Media now. And so I was an associate producer for a number of years on the broadcast, working with all the teams and the commentary and it was such an eye-opener. I just loved television. So I did that for a number of years. And then I decided to um, expand my skill set. You know, I I thought if I'm going to be a great TV director or a producer in the future, I need to know what it's like to do all the different areas of the industry. So I wanted to film and wanted to edit. And so I I was the first ever social media manager, actually, in supercars history when I joined the Holden Racing team, which was with now um, War Control. Uh, which is what's called now. It was the Holden Racing Team back then and, and HSV. So I did that for 12 months and really changed the landscape of communications because back then it was just PR managers. There was no focus on social media. It was like this new thing. How do we integrate <laughs> social media into comms and PR for teams? So I did that for 12 months, started my production agency when I left. And and then opportunities started coming up for running communications for categories. So I went from being a journalist and covering all the news in the sport and asking the tough questions to them being behind the scenes, promoting categories, promoting drivers, um, working on the the comms point of view from a a PR perspective rather than, you know, having to be unbiased. So it's like working on both sides of the fence. And I really love working from a a category point of view. So I did the Australian Off-Road Championship for five years. I then moved overseas to the Middle East and uh, took over the TV and communications management for the global touring cars in South Africa, I've also been part of Formula 4 UAE since the very beginning in 2016. And uh, I was also part of Pertec Team Murray at the Indy 500 back in 2016, which was a career highlight being over there at like the greatest spectacle in racing, as they say. You know, it's the biggest one-day motorsport event in the world. Um, but my sojourn overseas has come to an end and I'm now back in Australia. I think as a, as a woman, sometimes we need to make a decision. Do we keep going career and, and exploring the world? Do we come back home and start family? And I'm at that family point while I'm, you know, building my businesses here and, and bringing all my international experience to all the young the young racing drivers back here in Australia. And, and then now I'm working with the Super Utes category to build that up as well. So I just love motorsport. Anything to do with motorsport and media has <laughs> always been my thing. I, I, I can't see myself ever doing anything else. It's just an incredible industry to be a part of. Fantastic. Well, that's one of the reasons it's taken us so long to actually get onto this podcast is because we're dealing with international time zones for a few years and yeah. trying to connect. But now you're back and so we're like, yes, uh, we yeah, can finally podcast and share your wonderful knowledge and experience and passion for the motorsport industry. So yeah. you mentioned media and, and a big range of media and before we jumped on to say that people don't really understand what media is and what it encompasses. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more detail about what exactly is media? Media is just a term. Yeah, it's just about methods of communication to keep it really simple. You know, as I said before, you know, when when I was really young, we only really had radio, TV and newspapers to get the word out about news, events, entertaining. And now with the internet and social media, there's so many different platforms. So media is just a tool to communicate who you are, what you're doing, where you're going, if we're talking about athletes and motorsport in general. And it's one of those areas in motorsport that not a lot of people 
put a lot of effort into or invest because these things, phones, are so accessible that people think, oh, I've got Facebook, I've got Instagram, I know how to do my media. But there's a lot of craft and skill and thought and a lot of investment behind, like money is business and money is competition as well. So while kids are out on the track and you're getting your results, you also need to compete for what we call column inches or airspace or, airspace. or radio time. Yeah, so you, if as an athlete, you are competing against every other athlete in your category, in your code and other sports to get as much um, publicity as possible so people know who you are, what you're doing, how successful you are, so you can build your your profile. So media is really important. You can't just afford to let your results do the talking these days. You know, way back when, when media wasn't as accessible, you could just be the best driver and all these press people and media people would come after you and want to write stories. Now there's so many athletes, there's so many different platforms. You now need to use media to get people's attention, to build a fan base and also to get sponsors to support you. So if you want to be promoted by the media, what I now ask young kids, but what are you actually doing for yourself to get out there and reciprocate it and to be able to get that attention? So that's why I feel modus, media media coaching is integral. You can do your driver coaching. You can do your PT. You can get a, a physical trainer. You can get a nutritionist to help with your, you know, with how fit you are and how healthy you are to compete. There's sports psychology services. But like I said, because media is so accessible these days, people don't think that you actually need coaching about it. But when you've been doing it as long as what you and I have, <laughs> you really know that media can make or break your career. So it's a vital tool that anyone who's really serious about taking this at a career point of view and wants to be paid to be a racing driver, you need to at least educate yourself and understand how the industry works. And then with those tools, you can then better promote yourself and understand how the business of motorsport from a media point of view works. That's right, because motorsport is a business. That's my slogan. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it is a business. You know, you want to be paid. Mm. Sponsors want promotion. You want sponsors to promote you. Media organisations are paying for journalists to go out to these events. There's so much money and there's money to run the events. There's money to pay for your racing car, for all your suits. You've got all these costs. And I know that you work a lot on the sponsorship and cost side with, with the students that you work with. You really have to mesh it all together and one way that you can try to attract money to cover all of those costs when you're first starting is to build that profile get people to know who you are so media is just is so integral and and understanding too bad publicity and good publicity you want to make yes. sure you get bad publicity if you get in the media for all the wrong reasons you lose fans you lose credibility you lose opportunities to compete you lose sponsors you lose your opportunity to be paid to race and you may not get that opportunity again good publicity good media attracts fans, attracts sponsors and attracts the opportunities to race for teams and categories that you may not ever have realised were open to you. So it's such a fine line to manage but so important to invest in. And I think it's fair to say um, in the last couple of weeks unless we've been living under a rock and not following the F1 journey there that Oscar, regardless of his fantastic promotion and now going to be appointed, we know he's, you know, we claim him here in Victoria like he's our son. (laughs) You know, I like without a doubt he's had bad PR as well and, you know, he's definitely lost some fan base around and it's not really within his control, um, you know, directly. It's no, more like no. what happened with his team but it still has given him bad PR and without a doubt said lost some fan base because of that. 
Yeah, it's really hard when you get to the F1 level. It's such a dog-eat-dog world, unfortunately. You've got to have the right people around you. But, you know, I know in time that the the real story will come out. So I'm actually quite proud of Oscar that he hasn't said too much while all of this is playing out. And some people might think, well, why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you, why aren't you making comment? But there's no point commenting if you can't comment. So if there's negative things to say, you're better off just saying the actual truth when the opportunity presents. I mean, I love Oscar. Oscar started with me in F4 UAE back in 2016. So yeah. um, I, I feel like I'm a mama bear now seeing him up in F1. I'm just so proud of him being able to be so successful and build this amazing profile and he's such a complete package. I know all this storm's going to die down, but I have seen the comments on social media of what people have said about this whole saga. But I know that the results will will uh, will speak for themselves and, and time will calm all of this down and he'll be able to, 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 to say his piece. But, it, yeah, it's hard when other people are um, commenting about you and yeah. putting your name out in the press and you've got really no control over it. So there are that's all about media crisis management and, and strategizing with the right media coaches and management to, to wade through that. But, yeah, it is, it is very integral to manage, manage the message that's being portrayed about you in the press. It doesn't matter whether you're at F1 level or if you're at a national karting level or, or F4 or WEC or supercars, whatever it is. It's just so important to understand how people are perceiving you and controlling as much as possible that message that's getting out. Well, like you said, we've been doing this for a long time. I'm just really happy that when we were growing up and doing this, that social media wasn't around. Yes. <laughs> it's a different ball game, as you said. Like, there was only three platforms prior. So, and then in the last 15, 20 years, this thing of social media has come across and, and added yeah. a massive element. We're definitely with it across all the different types of platforms um, mm. and the different types of media that each of those platforms do require. Um, like you said, it, it's a lot of time-consuming, um, processes there's a lot of strategy that goes into it um, and it's not just a matter of putting a post up as well so you know I keep educating people that there has to be a why behind why you're posting what you do um, there's that one thing for brand awareness um, mm -hmm. but you, know, you don't need to be putting a whole half a page documentation from race by race heat one did this heat two did this um, okay. you need to have purpose around your social media content um, okay. exactly what you're writing and what are you wanting to get out of it so it doesn't become a chore as well like so that yeah yeah don't post for the sake of posting why are you yeah. posting something you know because you a lot of the time you see young ones who just post on instagram with no caption no hashtags no tagging there's no strategy behind it you've got to understand too that even though you're young you want to be seen as a professional racing driver and the only way that you can be seen as a professional racing driver is to start acting like one. And it's really difficult when you're still so young and you're still considered a child virtually because you're only in your early teens, but you really have to step up, which is why it's important to have the right coaches and mentors around you so you can be as professional as possible. You don't have to post every day. You don't have to worry about massive strategy. Just look professional, keep it clean and do content, create create this um this brand awareness about you that sponsors want to be a part of, you know. So what you say, how you behave, how you portray yourself on your social media, websites, etc., and how you act in general is what sponsors look at as a big package. So, yeah, you've got to have purpose behind everything and and, and know who you're targeting with your social media posts. Because, yeah, there's lots of strategies when you, when you get media coaching that you sort of go through this and analyse who you are, why you're here, where you want to go, and then creating plans around that. Yeah, and the other biggest challenges uh, that I get from a lot of um, my clients is the fact that, <laughs> excuse me, even if they don't have the race results, um, you know, they get a bit 
um, I guess, intimidated in posting yeah. different things. And it's like, well, no, because people still want to know about you. So there's still a lot of social media content creation that you can actually do, even if you're not running at the front of front of yep. the pack. It doesn't matter what category you raise. Um, there's still a lot of social media content that you can do and stories to be told. Absolutely. You know, I remember back when I was at Auto Action in my early 20s, I was covering, um, you know, Supercars News. Back then it was the Dunlop series or the Con- the Conica series, which is, now, which is now Super 2. And all the support categories. And, you know, back then it was a lot more popular for people to send press releases out because we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have, you know, email distribution lists, et cetera. So I would get a, a press release out for one particular competitor every Monday morning after a, a Super 2 event. doesn't matter whether he finished 16th, 21st, 4th on the podium. I always got a press release. And he was the only driver in that category that did that on a regular basis to us at Auto Action. Now, when I went to do all my other content and creating driver profiles and thinking of other stories, who am I going to think of? Yeah. The 20 other kids that don't reach out or the one, the one driver that actually does make the effort? And this is where... With my my coaching, I always tell athletes, you have to put your name out there. You've got to be proactive. doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you said, be real. You've got to just be honest with how you're going. Let people understand your journey and know more about you. You can always think of other stories, but keep the communication consistent and flowing. Otherwise, how are we going to know about you? You know, at, at, at an event like the Bathurst 1000, as an example, if there's 150, 200 drivers across six, seven categories that are competing and you've got one press room of journalists, do you think they have the time to go and speak to every single driver at the track to write stories? They don't. So what are you as an athlete going to do that's different from everybody else you're competing against? Like I said, media is a competition. You're on the track competing for your results, but you need to be proactive and and start saying hi and start building relationships with the press and sending out these stories. You may not want to send out press releases like we used to in the old days, but we don't have time as journalists to be looking at everybody's Facebook and everybody's website to see what's going on. So the more you can build relationships with the press as well, then the more opportunities you will get to be to be covered, which is why I go back to that story of, of the driver in the, the Conica series sending press releases out because the first person I thought of when I needed to do a story, just a general you know, um, competitor you know, profile piece on a driver was that particular driver because he was in the the forefront of my mind because he'd been proactive in reaching out. So that's a really key thing to to keep in mind when you're just starting out your career. Just build relationships and just go and say hi. Journalists aren't going to bite your head off. That's right. And um, as you know, you follow my Instagram account. So every Thursday I do send out a post going, are you racing this weekend? Yes or yeah. no. So those that do say yes, I send them a get ready race weekend checklist um, and in that checklist it says have you contacted one Mm -hmm. local media so local press local radio station number two have you sent your driver profile to the race commentator Mm -hmm. that reminders are going out to the drivers a lot of people don't do that yeah so hopefully they should be following that up (laughs) Absolutely. You know, that's the thing, whether it's television commentators, whether it's journalists for websites like Auto Action or Speed Cafe or Motorsport.com, or if it's the, the truck commentators, doesn't matter whether you're doing Speedway, whether you're at the Supercars event, where you're doing a, a state karting event, always send your information out because commentators and press need to write stories. Right. They're looking for things. And they're, they're easy to find these days because they all do have vests on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
even if, you're, even if you're just new and you're starting out, you're not quite sure um, who the media are. Um, yep. You should know who your commentator is for your category. But right. if not, like if you're looking for the journalists around, they predominantly do have a vessel. It doesn't matter which category that you perform yep. in. Um, yep. That's it. Media or journalists. Yep. And just go and, you know, have your pitch ready, um, that soft pitch to go and say, hi, I yeah. am and I do and I want and as in I want to achieve to be, you know, and I've got a story for you. Absolutely. Another thing that people forget, if you're racing in a category, 99% of the time there's a category media manager or a category manager running that category. Start there. Start introducing yourself to the people that are running the championship because they will have contacts with the press. They will have their own social media or media channels that they want to be promoting stories, whether it's a website or an email distribution list. Let them get to know you. I can't tell you with all the categories that I've run, very few drivers will actually come up to me and go, hi, I'm Joe Bloggs. Here's my bio. Here's my photos. Can you put me on a website? Can you do some social media? I've had one kid do that. One kid in F4 over six seasons come to me. And it's astounding because everyone's on their phones or in the back of the garage, you know, they want to update their Instagram, and, but they want to find out how people can know about you. Start with where you are. So use the resources that you have. Even if it's state carding, there's always Carding Australia. Um, there's always, you know, the open wheeler categories. There's you know, Toyota 86, all these development categories, super utes where I am now. Go to the media manager, go to the category, say, this is who I am. This is where I want to go. How can I promote myself and my sponsors? I can guarantee you that the category will want to help you as much as possible. And if you don't know how to do it, I'm sure they'll be able to guide you through how to do your posts, how to write stories, how to send information, and they'll help write a press release. I've written so many press releases for my kids in my category because they've needed assistance. Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask for help because that's, that's why we're here. You know, we're not we're not here to see people not succeed. We want all of our drivers and teams to get as much exposure as possible. Because not only does that help the competitors, but it helps the category as well. So we we want everyone to know about all the amazing things that we're doing. So yes, yeah, so start in your own backyard and build up from there. Awesome. <laughs> um, I've got that tickle too. <laughs> Moved it on. So some fantastic steps about um, getting started with media training. Um, how do they stay um, consistent? So we're saying having a planned, um, mm -hmm. so again, working with the clients, we ideally do a 90-day planner around all of this kind of content. Yeah. Um, you know, what kind of stuff do you recommend that they put into to their plan and how much time? I think people, um, obviously, they just wanted to get out there and drive. So we know that it's one yeah. of the biggest challenges um, with athletes is that they don't care about this off-track development side of things. And I guess it's what I'm trying to do is educate everybody the importance around um, doing this off-track development side to, to keep them racing, to keep them onto the track. Um, but like you said, you're the mama bear, so you tell them to. <laughs> It's always good to come from two months instead of one month. Um, yeah, yeah. How much time do you think it should go into to planning the off-track development side of things? It depends on the category that you're at and it depends on the aspirations that you want. You know, what are your goals? How much exposure do you want? What are your deliverables for your sponsors as well? Like do your sponsors expect you to do certain content for the, for the month or for the season ahead? So really towards the end of this year, like where are we at now, September, October, you should know what you want to achieve for next season. So before January comes along, plan out your events, when your racing events are, and then start working out, well, what content do I like making? If you don't like videos, then don't do videos or work out a way to do videos without your face on them, you know, or 
do I have access to a photographer that I can do really nice graphics or I can just put professional photos up on my Instagram story? So it depends on budget, depends on access to what media professionals you have. Speak to the category that you're, you're going to be a part of and what they can do to support you. But you really do need to put, you know, a number of hours in for every race meeting and make sure that you're you're posting content during the race meeting because if you're posting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday after, it's too late. If you just want to do a wrap-up, that's fine if you're really young. I know I get a lot of parents coming to me, as you probably do as well, because a number of parents mostly are running social media accounts for their kids. So, and, and parents are like, I don't know what to do. What am I meant to do? Let's start from the basics, you know, like what do you have access to? What budget do you have? Plan out the year and, you know, yeah, plan 90 days if you want to just work, you know, quarter by quarter by quarter and see what interaction you get with your posts as well, see what works, what doesn't. It is a lot of trial and error. There's no magic pill. There's no magic formula. It's about just <laughs> being, being real, commenting, you know, if you have a bad race meeting, commenting that it wasn't as, as good as what you're expecting. If you've got a good result, then post about that. People just want to know who you are and what your journey is. And by creating lots of content, over time, people people will start getting what your reputation is, getting what your brand is and what you stand for as an athlete. So, yeah, just just bring it back to basics. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You know, a lot of kids come to me, it's like, oh, I don't know big words to say in interviews. You're 13 or 14, you don't need to use big words, you know. It's just work, work at the level that you're at and be strong at the level that you're at with the resources that you have rather than trying to do too much because then it will come across in your media as well. Good leader too. Do you have any recommendations on resources that people can access about getting started, or are these just some services that you can help people? Yeah. So, Media Master Coach, my company, we try to provide as much um, complete information as possible. You know, when people say, "Oh, I want media media training," the majority of the time they they want interview training. They don't realize that media is a a big industry and there's lots of other things that are in, uh, encompassed in that like we've spoken about it's a business it's a competition so on my website um i've got a link to my youtube channel so i've got this series called the masters where i chat with a number of key people in the industry about giving information back so um one was brett murray who's the owner of speed cafe but in general what competitors can do to start building relationships and building rapport with the press. I've interviewed Mark Fogarty, who's one of the most notorious journalists in Australian motorsport about how you can build a relationship with, with the media and, and what I said before about reaching out, how to build your profile, what the new, what the media and the news is expecting of you. And my third one was with Greg Grass from a TV point of view, handling interviews, how to present yourself, how to, how to just step out of your comfort zone and start talking about, about your career and your results. You've got to remember when you're young, you will have to make relationships with everybody in each category on a yearly basis pretty much until you're at a supercars level or an F1 level where you can sit back and you've got the same relationships with the same photographers and press and websites. They know all about you. You don't have to get to know new people as much all the time. But in your early stages of your career, you've got different categories, different category managers, different category communications managers, different press at different levels of the media as well. You're going to have to get used to introducing yourself. So getting your, your press kits ready, not being afraid to say hi. So um, and researching the people that are key at, at your level of competition as well. So my three key things that I always teach is work out who the players are in your industry 
Who are the big team managers? Who are the big um, press people that are covering your category? Who are the instrumental people that can help build your profile at the category level that you're at? Get your media assets ready, get your bio, get your photos, get your media kit sorted, and then just go say hi. And they're the, pretty much the basic things that I, I like to have young, you know, 10 to 15-year-olds start with, um, and they can learn more on my YouTube channel and on my website. And just send me a message. I'm more than happy to have a conversation and, and give a bit of guidance, you know, because if you don't ask for help, you're not going to get it. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much Phil, for your time today. Is there anything else you want to share with us? No, just, just don't be afraid. Just go for it. And you think at an F1 level, there's only 20 drivers that are at that level. It's a lot of competition. And don't just think that you can rest on your laurels and just have your results do the speaking. You're going to have to promote yourself. And I know it's daunting, you know, when you're young, you don't like speaking in front of a microphone or on a podium or to the media, but just give it a go. Just start building relationships with people. Ask for help from all of us that have been in the industry for so long. We've all got programs. We've all got coaching that we can provide to make it a little less scary. And once you build that confidence up, the world is your oyster. It's amazing. And that once you start educating yourself about how this industry works behind the scenes, off the track, it'll give you so much more knowledge for you to be able to take all the way through to the top echelons of, of motorsport. But start learning these skills now while you're young and it'll keep you steadfast for the rest for the rest of your career, you know. But just just don't be afraid to go for it and make the effort, you know. In, invest in yourself because investing in yourself is going to have such huge payback down the track when you are in the spotlight and and and, and want to go further with your career. And then how can people get in contact with you? It's the best way. The easiest way is just on my website. Yeah, just mediamastercoach.com. There's a summary of all of my coaching programs there, whether you're an aspiring athlete just getting started, whether you're a pro athlete or whether you're a category or offer services for all of, of those different um, areas. Also, I provide help with getting your press kits ready, um, assessing your social media, making sure it's professional as possible, sorting out websites for you. So all of those basics to get you started from the ground up is all the things that I help with. Just head to the website and all the resources are there, mediamastercoach.com. Beautiful. And, of course, all of Philippa's links will be in today's show notes so you can have time to quickly write that down. No doubt if you're driving in the car or going for your jog at the moment, just head it over to the show notes and you can get those links. Thanks awesome. again. So excited to finally have you on. You too. Thanks, Belinda. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.